Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we're really excited to be with you this week because we have a very special episode to bring you where we're talking about something really special and we're here with two very special people. One of the coolest things about doing this podcast that I think we weren't expecting to happen was was meeting people in the community that we're in. 90s kid community. This 90s kid community. (laughs) It's incredible. So we're here with, yeah. We're here with Brett Wilson from Brett Wilson Art. He is a well-known 90s nostalgia artist on Instagram who specializes in Are You Afraid of the Dark? How you doing, Brett? Hey, Toby. How's it going? It's going great, man. It's good to see you. Hey, Brooke, as well. It's good to hear from you. Hey. (laughs) Yes. We're also here with J.D. Gravatt, which is a very good friend of ours. And J.D., how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Good, good. JD is a 90s kid, which is all you really need to be if you, you, know, you want to be on our show. Yes. No, JD is yeah, a 90s exactly. kid, uh, a very good friend of ours, follows our podcast. He's which, also so supportive of yes. anyone in the 90s kid community. So if you see him on Instagram, he's probably talking up somebody that he really believes yeah, in. Yeah, you're very positive, very encouraging, um, you know, and we, we just really appreciate you and um, are just happy to have you on. And we, we just thank both of you really for for really always being positive um, and supporting, you know, our little show here. Yeah. That we Happy do. to be here. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, yeah, absolutely. I'm the same boat as Brett. It's, it's kind of surreal talking to you guys, you know, oh, listening man. every week, <laughs> listening every oh. week. You, you already feel like you're kind of listening in with the group. So, to, so to be a part of, it, it's really cool. So. Oh yeah. No, we, we feel the exact same way. We though. feel the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just fun. It's so much fun. There was one night. It was one night last year. I think it was like October. And Brooke was like, you know, we were talking about doing a podcast. You know, we had some extra time on our hands. And honestly, and you guys might be able to relate to me. I told Brooke, I said, I genuinely am depressed that <laughs> I don't experience the things as a kid that I, I just don't mm-hmm. feel that. And I miss it. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know? Like, to be honest with you, so we, we live in my hometown, so the, the the place where I grew up, and I found myself some some days, I would drive past my old house just to relive, you know, that time and that age where I yeah. experienced things like, are you afraid of the dark, like Doug, Salute oh Your God. Shorts, yes. oh, I love all those shows. Bell. Yeah. And we haven't always, and to be clear, we haven't always lived in your hometown. We, no, we moved back we, here. So the kind of the waves of nostalgia resurged. Right. Because we were in, we've been in other places and now we're yeah. back. So it's, it's, it's kind of been like a, oh man. Yeah. I missed some stuff. We do. So just to have, and, and Brooke was like, why don't we just do a podcast about, you know, initially I wanted to t- do something on Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then after more conversation, Brooke realized like, why don't there's so much great stuff in the 90s let's just make it a 90s podcast and that was really how it started you know we're just having a blast and meeting you guys has been uh, a true highlight yeah it's just so so we're just as excited to have you on it's just as surreal talking to you guys Uh, so uh thanks man thank you very much yeah yeah well let's get to why we are here tonight why are we here in the words of Khan why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> guys like Star Trek the wrath of Khan such a great movie oh yeah are you afraid of the dark is our business for being here that's just incredibly exciting it's what brings us and together it's what brings us together it was my favorite show as a kid uh and I I looked forward every Saturday night uh when Snick started yep. well you know I we were talking a little bit about this before yeah. we hit record um because I personally would like to hear, you know, you guys' first experiences with the show. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark, of course. It started in Canada. It was, I think the company was Cinar. Yep. And then, uh, it, it, you know, Nickelodeon picked it up. And it just, it, it, I'd never seen anything like it, you know. And I, I remember I caught, after a long night of trick-or-treating, <laughs> I was 10 years old. I don't even remember what I, what, I don't remember what I was that year. But I got home and, and, you know, mom put the candy up, which she would always do. She's like, I'm As putting the candy should. out so you don't eat it. So I sat down in front of the TV, and I saw the very first episode. It's the tale of the Twisted Claw. I was like, what is this? What is this? Yeah, right? I thought it was incredible. I'm very excited about it. It's so good. It came out of nowhere, and I'm not even going to get it. That's another show. I'd love to have a right. show. I, I want to talk about <laughs> We're realizing in the now future. new material. Yeah, we can we do a get together. <laughs> 
I try not to be so negative. I'd like to talk about how Nickelodeon is not what it used to be. I mean, at yeah. all. Not, we can, we can hint at it. Yeah, yes. we can yes, hint at it. That, that could be a whole series of shows. <laughs> Nickelodeon, <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it's true. But Nickelodeon was an incre- was incredibly brave and came out with such uh, brilliant uh, shows. And Are You Afraid of the Dark was one of those. Pete and Pete was one definitely. of those. Definitely. Salute your shorts. Definitely. Was one of those. But it's such a golden yeah. age of TV. But Are You Afraid of the Dark just pulled me in. Uh, I loved the feeling of being both entertained and being creeped out. Yeah. I liked that. Yes. Not horrified where I didn't want to go to bed, but like, oh, God, what is up? That is a thing yes. as an English teacher that we talk about in our classes. It's yeah. called the sublime because danger is exciting right. when it's accessible and you know that it's, you're also just far enough away for not to touch right. it. Absolutely. And oh, that's cool. So yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark is 100% sublime. Thank you, Victorian Poets. Beautiful yeah, word to, to describe it. It's <laughs> eloquent in its yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so Brett, Brett, you know, one of the things that I've never and we've we've me and Brett have had uh, me, Brett, and Brooke have had a few conversations leading up to today, right? right. Which has been great. Um, we've talked about Are You Afraid of the Dark? We've talked about and we talked. Me and Brett had a good conversation about Hercules. Yeah, that and X Files too, and Goofy yes. movies. Yes. yes. Uh, one of the things I've never asked you was, what was your first experience with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh, good question. Um, well, let's go back to the year 1992. Unfortunately, I did not catch the Twisted Claw on TV because I was out trick-or-treating at the time. And I'm pretty sure I dressed up as Batman because that was like my <laughs> earliest Halloween costume. I remember my sister was a dancer, uh, like a ballerina. Right. And uh, I was really into the Batman Returns movie at the time. So I guess that's what really involved oh, yeah. me. So um, good. But I, I remember like putting the, the two couch sofas in the living room together with my father and then just kind of jumping in, turning the lights off and uh, watching Snick. And, you know, my dad was like, test me. Are you brave enough to make it all the way to the end? You know, because I used to go to bed at 8 p.m. back then and not... <laughs> 10, which is when it ended. So I'm like, yeah, I can handle it, my little three or four year old <laughs> self. Oh, that's so <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. Yeah, I was a very spunky child. But um <laughs> so so when I managed to just barely make it to the end and keep my eyelids open, uh, as a young three year old child, uh, I ended up catching the very first episode, which was the tale of the Phantom Cab, like the first official one, Twisted Cause the Pilot. Right, yes. right that right. is true, yeah. yeah. So I caught the the Phantom Cab, and I'm like, ooh, what is this? Kids telling stories in the woods? Like, what? I don't see that anywhere. And something about the mystique of the dark really pulled me in, and I think Gary's opening monologue with the audience for the episode captures it so perfectly about that experience of first connecting with Are You Afraid of the Dark? So, you know, after I saw that episode, and as soon as I saw, like, Flynn's head turned 180 degrees and he said, I sort of died. You know, I was just hooked. I was screaming my head off. I loved it. Right. It was like scare sighting, scary and exciting at the same time. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, and then I heard that spooky, like rock and awesome theme song in the credits. And then I'm like, wait, it's over my already, favorite. Dad? I have to wait another week for this? <laughs> Remember the days when you had to wait a week for something? Yeah. It, it's it was so difficult. It, it I really remember was. That. But it was so great too because you really wanted it when it came on. There was a lot of build up. Yeah. So ever since then, yeah, ever since my first, just like you know, as you shared, my first, it was like love at first sight, and I was hooked. And and you know, I I just I was like, I enjoyed the entire tick uh, tick snick TV block <laughs> tick. Another good show from the nineties. But I, I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the entire snick TV block. So. You know, uh, it, it was just great all the way. Ren and Stimpy was weird. Ren and Stimpy was like, oh, what is this? Okay. You know, sometimes Ren and Stimpy was good. Sometimes I was like, oh, what? Wow. I feel uncomfortable. Right. What about you, JD? <laughs> like, when when did you when did you tell us about how you first uh, met the dark? <laughs> sure. So, I mean, for me, I don't have that specific necessarily, like, first sit down memory like it's one of those things that's always kind of been in the zeitgeist of my life so <laughs> right um I, I horror and spooky stuff was kind of always big for me growing up um right you know it's i remember leaving fish fries on fridays um during lent 
to go home with my mom to catch X-Files. Like, we would leave my dad up there, and he would have to find a ride home with a friend or whatever, but we would go home because my X-Files was, like, appointment viewing for my mom. Uh, Oh, that's so cool. And so... Yeah. My dad would always make me miss it. I would would miss X-Files because of my dad. Very frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was... So that was just kind of, like, our family always enjoyed kind of that spooky, sci-fi, creepy stuff, so... Um, I, love it. I just and and Nickelodeon was huge too. I mean, there's pictures of me and my sisters. I have three sisters, all in matching Rugrats pajamas Aww. and stuff like that. Oh, so like, just so Nick, Nickelodeon was a big thing in our house too. So I think it was just kind of naturally, you know, Nickelodeon was on. And so yeah, um, I the thing that stands out to me the most is is that intro. The, I guess it's not even really a theme song, but just. That intro, all the creepy sounds yeah. and yeah. It's like the a, clown it's like overture in the background. Similar and, to X Files, right? And, and, yeah, it just that it's a you know theme was ambiance. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember hearing that and just that alone. Yeah, you're just sucked in. And then the big thing for me is that it it was kids. You know, not only was it just kids acting, that the whole frame of kids telling stories um, yeah. was so different than anything um and also so you know to me as a kid who my whole life had had been writing and wanting to write and and love that aspect this whole idea of telling stories was just something that immediately was like oh i'm i'm in on this for sure no yeah and i think you you mentioned it being kids and you know it's not like i you know i'm not gonna paint some picture like oh i never had any friends growing up but i i i i always had like one or two you know i think one of the things that, that that pulled me in was seeing this group and I wanted that. Like yes. that, that was, there was such a that, there was such a gaping hole in my heart to be part of something that was bigger than me. That was so special. I'm like these kids. They're all friends. I mean, yeah, sometimes they rib each other and things like that. But they're all really good friends. They're such a colorful group of kids that were so, so they were different. But they were united in their one thing. And they came together and did something secret and exclusive in a cool way i mean they were inclusive but but it was just they had a thing and i was like oh i want to be part of something like that and for me what's crazy is i love the stories but the the small amount of the midnight society that we get for me was just as important oh definitely um, yeah yeah um, you know. and um just to mention a little like fun fact about it uh dj McHale didn't anticipate that at first he just used it as like a baseline to unify the anthology, you know, stories together. Um, so by the time wow. season okay. two rolled around, he's like, oh shoot, we need to start paying attention uh, to these characters because people are getting invested in them and they want to wow. hear more about them. And, you know, that's that's part of the reason why Eric, um, you know, Jacob Tierney never got a proper send off after season one is because they just, you know, too many kids wow. in the cast. Um, oh, oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. I did not when, know that. when they got Eric, the he was kind of the they they had to account for all these little characters' personalities and backstories to create more of a cohesive, balanced experience than just you know the glue that holds the stories together. Right. Yeah, because the Midnight Society at times would have these arcs, little miniature yeah. arcs. You know, like the Garrett. It was kind of like watching it, like like a. a child version of law and order like we don't necessarily need olivia and stabler to have a thing mm. but like it would help all right <laughs> yeah like so that's essentially what happened i love them yeah you know and 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 i love the show so much i remember and, I, and i've talked a little bit about this in in the past and and, and uh guys we're gonna get to really the you know the yeah the, the we're, we're just talking about are you afraid of the dark we're actually going to get into something really cool and really special here in a few minutes but i I only had um, I could only find one piece of Are You Afraid of the Dark merchandise at, during the height of the show, and I actually did a little video on it a while mm-hmm. back. It's that little keychain oh, wow. yep. that I Nick. that I ordered from from Kellogg's Frosted Mini. Oh wow, that's so cool! It's the Snick Floaterama keychain. It was based on the Snick TV block, and it was that little floating yep. keychain that's got the green like you know slime. I think you yeah, showed and me a it picture had, of it. Like, it had the campfire. It just yeah. had a campfire that represented. Had Clarissa, Roundhouse, Snick, Ren, and, uh, Snick, Clarissa, Roundhouse, <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Are you afraid of the dark? Had yep. little things and stars and little, stuff. Little like icons that represent. And them. I had to buy, like I said, I think like several boxes oh, of yeah. stuff. I was like this, and and it, to me, Frosty Minutes, Frosty Minutes was not my favorite cereal. No, 
but I had to get through Gotta that. Get the prize. It was no one's favorite. I had to convince <laughs> my mom and dad, like, God, I really want this. And mom's like, you don't eat that. And I'm like, I want this so I can cut out these UPCs. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I had one of those. I remember I had my house key on it. But that, that was it. So was, the thing about it is, you know, you would find Rugrats, uh, Rugrats Doug merchandise, oh, yeah. uh, Rugrats merchandise, Ren and Stimpy merchandise. There was such a lack of Are You Afraid of the Dark? If you were a Dark fan, you just had to love the show and talk about the show. And that's it. You, I don't, with the exception of that little keychain with that little tiny campfire floating around in it. Yeah. There was no merch, you know? At least to start. Um, there were a few other things that kind of surfaced around season three. Like, I actually remember, funny you mentioned your keychain, because I bought, like, honeycombs or something to that extent, this bland cereal, <laughs> and sending away box tops to get the Snick shirt, you know, a white shirt with, like, Ooh. the Snick logo, and it had, like, an overlay of each of the shows and each of the letters. And I remember Are You Afraid of Dark had, like, Stig on it for, like, the K, and I'm like, really? They had the choose Of all people. Yeah! They could have <laughs> chose Gary, but, you know, that aside from that, there, it, there were some merch available out in the wild they're just very few and hard to between to find almost like a treasure hunt because i remember yeah. there's like a board game at some point and there were actually some books similar to goosebumps but it was a very limited yeah. series um we found one book we have found one yes that's it there, there are more out there it's just super hidden you have to you know scour like ebay no. or etsy stores to find some of them you know, we, we we refuse to to look on eBay or Etsy to find them because the 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 joy. Oh, true. Yeah. Just the overwhelming joy when Brooke found that one. We were up in the mountains oh, on yeah. vacation. Brooke I was said, so excited. I was like, I. You're not going to believe this. He's going right? to lose his mind, and I like waited so long to show him. I know what you mean. <laughs> and now that leads to kind of why we're here, yes. and because there's this resurgence of of all things vintage. I mean. Everywhere I look, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a there's a there's shows on Netflix about uh, action figures <laughs> from the eighties <laughs> and nineties. Video games. Video, and now there's this one called we were, Was it High School? Yes, that's video games. We were driving today, and there was a mannequin outside a store, right. and it was and it was a Rugrat shirt and shorts outfit. It was like aha, the nineties, and I'm like, and it was geared towards teens. I was like, right, okay. I mean, I'm here for it. 90s kind of clothing is coming back yes, uh, or has come back like the the types of jeans like the, what is it, the high waist jeans or whatever yeah. yeah yeah and and so and not and that's that's just one thing let's talk about there was a there was an are you afraid of the dark uh, i don't want to even say a reboot but i mean there was we have seen a modern you know retelling yes. retelling yeah of the of the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark Midnight Society with, that was uh, I believe released was it last year yeah it was last year mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it was last year because it was our second episode That's we talked right. about it which we have our, we have our opinion we you know, some things that work well some technically it was different. our third but all oh, right it was our third episode sorry we had our pilot <laughs> episode so third episode we covered that so check out the third episode we don't want to go we don't want to go through that on here but you know what I'm saying is this resurgence of of 80s and 90s culture culture you know i'm i'm i love the 80s i'm emphatically in love mm -hmm. with the 90s so suddenly now i'm seeing there's nick boxes with are you afraid of the dark socks i have a pair of those awesome <laughs> uh, there's pins like midnight society uh you know member of the midnight society you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I have a couple of those that i've gotten um just want to plug you know there's a couple of great uh, pin makers out there, Millie Pins, yes. Hope Sick. They've made some really, really incredible. Which we have. Are you afraid of the dark themed <laughs> pins? And yeah, and of course we're doing ours. Yes. Which are based on the Midnight Society, because we love the, the Midnight OG Society. Midnight. Yes. So I'm seeing I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is I'm seeing more, and, and then you know the book by Jose Prendes, the the, the companion. Yes. Which is like an episode companion. It's which really good. The first thing I ever put on my Kindle. That's how yep. big of a fan. I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I, I want that. So what I'm saying is I'm seeing more of a resurgence of merchandise and things now than when I was a kid. For you Are know? You Afraid of the Dark. Right? For Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yes. And that leads us to kind of where why we're here with J.D. and Brett. We're Because J.D. and Brett have something really special coming down the pipe. And, I'm gonna, and, and me and Brett were talking before we hit record and before J.D. hopped on and I said... Um, okay, so I'm asking questions, and Brett said, do you want to hear it now or when we record? I was like, honestly, I want to get my reactions like 
I, I want to wait. So this is our first time hearing a lot of this as we, well. Yes, we're excited. So why don't you guys go ahead and just share with us what's going on and why we're here and what we're talking about. All right. So what I have here for all you Are You Afraid of the Dark fans is a complete uh, 91 epi illustrated episode guide of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I actually have it here with me right now so I can give you a fresh reaction. Oh, gosh. It's called Scary Tales, the, unofficial, the ultimate unofficial guide to Are You Afraid of the Dark? It exists. <laughs> it exists. We have proof. It exists. Wow, that's incredible. I'm looking at it now. Brooke, can you see? What do you think? I'm facing the back of the computer. You just use your reasoning. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that looks so good. It's pretty darn thick too. It's like 400 pages. It's like wow. a physical book. That's huge. Oh and check this my out. Gosh. Check this out. DJ McHale signed it himself. <gasps> oh gosh, Get Forever out. Dark. Get out. Wow, it, man, back in April. It's been three years in the making. I've been working on this since October 2017 nonstop. And I actually started my journey um, based on the fact that, you know, I was kind of depressed in a rut in a you know relationship that wasn't really working out for me. And I was just sitting in the living room in a dark place. And all of a sudden I had this image of a campfire in my head. I'm like, hmm, that's strange. Kind of reminds me of Are Afraid of the Dark. So, you know, uh, I, uh, I followed that rabbit hole um, of my curiosity and... Uh, for some reason, I went online, did a Google search, and I realized, hey, there isn't really any Are You Afraid of the Dark art online. That's strange. And then I found this uh, guy who did an Inktober series. Uh, he goes by Life of Cole on Instagram. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, he did like a 30-day 30, 30 series of Are You Afraid of the Dark villains. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But at the same time, I was also secretly jealous because I'm like, Hey, why why aren't I doing that? Why why aren't I like doing something meaningful, you know, for the art? So I took it upon myself right then and there to like draw every single episode just to see if I can do it. And you know, sure enough, you know, I just did it every single day. You know, after I was done with work, after done with dinner and all that stuff, and posted it on Facebook originally. And you know, I got a decent response from it, and it just seemed to build after you know every single day I was posting. And after like three months of doing this, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I feel great. I was out of my depression hole. What, what do I do with this? I don't want it to end right here. And then the thought popped mm. in my head, what if I make a book? <laughs> I've never made a book before, but I love writing and I love drawing. So I can somehow figure it out along the way, right? I just kind of followed my curiosity every time, you know, I, I yeah. got interested in this and I just kept working on it. You know, I've, I've moved to the four corners of the country in the meantime, four different places. Uh, this was pretty much my rock in the meantime. I've been through several different jobs, uh, you know, and it, it was just the one thing that kept me sane through all the turbulence. And I'm so thankful wow. that having like laser sharp focus on developing this for people who I believed would resonate and appreciate this, this tome <laughs> that has come to be um, will help kind of rejuvenate the spirit kind of like that campfire in my mind sparking in my heart whatever um leading into a new era of are you afraid of the dark with this like fan resurgence so i'm being there leading the charge with this book so that people can be informed um you know based on the meticulous information that i researched for this book they can be engaged in it if they you know whether they're a veteran or a newcomer they can appreciate it because if you haven't seen the episodes you'll get to look at the art that kind of sums up the essence of each episode you can look at the facts who told the stories yeah i i don't have you know really i, I know my i, I want to yeah it's like i don't have anything to say with just how how cool it was to to see that for the first time yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real for and real. to be such a massive fan of the show as a kid <sighs> you know which by the way you know uh, just to mention to you, JD, that's kind of how Brooke came along. You were real young. In fact, you weren't allowed to watch the show. No, I was not. Oh. I was not allowed to watch that or Goosebumps yeah, or Tales from the Crypt because, I, right. right. And, I, and like, see, I, like, my, my mom was always really concerned <laughs> about the fact that I liked really dark and spooky things. Like, I literally right. today was, look, I'm going to have to post it on the tape store because I literally today 
was looking at a picture of myself holding a giant furry spider as a five-year-old, smiling like this is my reality. So my mom was like, no, there's something wrong with her. So like, I loved like the dark crystal and like all that weird yeah. stuff. And she was like, oh, I don't know about this. But so dark, you know, obviously, Are You Afraid of the Dark fell into that category. And also, to boot, we did not have cable, so we did not have Nickelodeon. So whenever I went to my friend's house, that's when I'd watch all the shows that I loved. Um, right. And uh, so, and I was at my friend's house like all the time. So thankfully, that's how I got introduced. Yeah. But I never even really saw a full episode of Are You right. Afraid of the Dark until I was an adult. Yeah. And I was like, hold on a minute. Like, I missed out something really big. And I think just kind of like you, JD, like I always had kind of a horror, like spooky, like undertone to my life. So when I saw Are You Afraid of the Dark, I was like, oh, duh, I'm totally into this. Like, that's a, that's a no brainer. You know, so. Um, but but yet, yeah, see, seeing that as a kid and how big of a deal it was for me as a kid, which it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I could do a whole show on that. But but <laughs> as, as big of a deal as it was to me as a kid to be an adult now, a number of years later, I would have never imagined that I'd be able to, you know, be on doing doing this podcast. I wouldn't have even known what a podcast was, obviously, when I was a true, kid. But, but being in this situation where I where I see that the magic of this show is being kept alive and is going to continue yes. to be kept alive. And we're it's seeing just, like the first, the first evidence of it. Like, it's not like we're like, yeah. you know, it's been out for a while and we're just not finding out like, like for you guys to want to come on and talk to us about it. It's like, such a special uh, thing. It's, it's so amazing. Yeah. It's breaking news for everyone. Yes. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. So, um, and, and, and I kind of have two questions here. So first off, you know, and you might've, I think you've already shared some of this, Brett, but, um, What's the story behind the creation of this book? And and also, you know, maybe, you know, another question is, and maybe that's part of this is how JD came along for the ride. And yes. So, you know, what's that all about? You know, the, sh- the short answer is that uh, I was in a creative rut and I needed a way to get out. And Are You Afraid of the Dark was that rope ladder that pulled me out. And because I stuck with it for three long years and counting, um, I, I feel like I owe owe it to the book, to the series, to the fans, to keep keep that going, to kind of pass the torch on to a, a new generation with this. Um, but basically, it, it just started with curiosity and kind of reflecting back on my past because uh, I used to be in the Boy Scouts and I joined specifically just to tell campfire stories because of Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I have an extra connection to that uh, as well as... Um, you know, just loving all things horror growing up due to the shows I watched. I also watched Tales from the Crypt, X-Files, <laughs> you know, you name it, anything under that that veil. Combine, combined with, like, my passion and my past and what I want to go for the future just felt right for me to pursue this instead of just let it die. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and, and you're only listening, everybody, but uh, it just it's it's incredibly beautiful. Like, I think, and, and I couldn't believe how thick it was, so. You'll I, you see know. it soon enough. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, so, so JD, how did you come along? Well, yeah. So, um, I think as you know, we've talked about, you know, are you afraid of the dark kind of, it was a great show, but there wasn't a ton of merch for it. There wasn't a ton of stuff about it. Right. So like a lot of fans, you know, I would go on Instagram, I would go on Apple podcasts and just search, are you afraid of the Mm -hmm. dark? You know, those type of things. And so that's how I found Brett initially. It was just searching for, are you afraid of the dark on Instagram and finding his art and, if you've seen Brett's art, you know he has just like a really unique style yes, in totally. general and whatever totally. art he's doing. Um, so to see that brought into Are You Afraid of the Dark was just really cool. It was kind of this like reimagining of these characters. You know, you have, you hold these characters in your head from watching them all this time, but to see them coming to life in a different way um, was really, really cool. So, um, you know, it was finding Brett there, and then it was just one day earlier this year, in his Instagram stories, it was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a group of really dedicated Are You Afraid of the Dark super fans. You know, if you're interested, you know, send me a message. And so for me, I was like frantic. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I think it was something about he was looking for like 12 yes. people. So it was like, oh, gosh, you know, <laughs> I need to respond because I want to be one of those people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it was through that, you know, reaching out to Brett and connecting, um, you know, and finding out that, okay, the reason he was looking for these people was because of the book, you know, looking for people to, you know, help continue to develop it. And and then once right. we got to that point, you know, 
start talking about it and, and look at, you know, going into, you know, a higher level of production on it and making it available to, to more than, you know, just the one that Brett has now making it widely available. So, yeah, it looks legit. Definitely. Wow. So, and, and I guess you talked about JD, you talked about it coming to life. And I guess that leads to my next question is, I guess, you know, it coming to life is, is why, uh, you guys did an illustrated episode guide. So, I mean, Brett, Brett, so why did you go with an illustrated episode guide as opposed to like any other format? Yeah, well, um, I think that's just partly due to playing to my strengths because I've been drawing ever since I was age three, young age, never stopped. And, you know, I have some creative writing skills, but I don't think they're good enough to like be praised as an author or anything like that. So I'm like, hmm, I probably don't want to write a novel on Are You Afraid of the Dark? I probably don't want to write like a, a retrospective, although that's kind of similar to what I'm doing. So I, I kind of found the least common denominator and played to my strengths best I could. And I decided, well, instead of just making an art book, what if I throw trivia in there? Because I love learning facts and tidbits about things. So it just kind of became yeah. illustrated episode guide. And now that I think of it, it was actually inspired by this one particular book I read nonstop as a kid called The Twilight Zone Companion. Um, my, my mother was a big Twilight Zone fan, and I would just love reading it nonstop. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't even retain all the information in it, but I just love <laughs> looking at the pictures, the production pictures, all the facts, learning like the behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I was always interested in the mechanics of how TV shows work and become popular and everyone involved. So that's what really you know, drove, drove me forward to make it in this particular format. And I feel that's, that's, again, just a natural extension of me um, being able to provide this content in a specific way that people can digest it. I think that's so indicative, too, of just people that grew up in our era. Because I know for me, whenever I was really into a movie, uh, I would always want to watch the making of. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. I need... I, I, I'm not satisfied. You know, I can never be satisfied. Like I need more. <laughs> I need more. So I'd watch the making of, and then I would, you know, go online and try to find the bloopers. Or if I was like, especially like when we were young, when we had, you know, we were kids and like they would come out with the books. Mm hmm. Like that was like adapted from the movie of blah blah blah. Like the junior novelization. Yes, the ju yes, the junior novelization or like a little like factoid thing. I loved those. So I feel like one, this is of course an extension of Are You Afraid of the Dark just as a show, just as right. a as a fan. But it also is like it's recalling that exact same desire when we were kids mm -hmm. and the only kind of product we had was either a little book or a making of feature. And I'm like it's it's perfect. It's just totally perfect because it it appeals to that like child in me and the adult in me. So yeah. I'm just I'm over here fangirling. And just I, just don't mind me. And I think it's indicative because I think for me w when I looked back at the show there was so much more I wanted. Yes. yes. I wanted to see more of the Midnight Society. I wanted to know what you know, what how did they grow up which was one of my things about the the reboot of the show was like wait a minute now now you're talking about what happened to Gary? What happened to Betty right, Ann? What happened to Frank? Gary. What happened mm -hmm. to Kiki? W what are they doing now? Yeah. These were such special yeah. people that really became part of, I mean, for me, I was like, I felt like they were my friends, mm -hmm. you know? And, but what I'm saying is I think the book, the, 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 what this book tells me is that it, it's, it's proof that there really is so much more yeah. than even what we see on the show. It created something. The yeah. show created something that was so much bigger than the show itself, you know? I know that. I, I don't know how it opened a portal if, if you will. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if I, I articulated that well. Yes, we're yeah, in. We're with we're you. In, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same here for us. But so, who's this book intended for? Like, like who who would really, I guess, benefit and just grab on with yeah, their hands? I, yeah, I would say the obvious answer is '90s Nickelodeon fans who are in our age range. So like. Uh, late 20s, early 30s, even like early 40s, anyone who grew up with the show will appreciate it more than anyone else because they can right. connect those memories uh, to all this information that's presented in this book as well as like have the me the faded memories triggered by the artwork. That's part of the reason why it's involved as well. Um, so it's mainly for that kind of adult 90s kid millennial 
uh, demographic, but also, um, you know, we can also appeal to like younger kids who who want to get into horror, like gateway horror. They they don't know where to start, but they have an interest in things that are dark and spooky, macabre, you name it. Um, this would be a good like introduction if they just want to dive in with Are You Afraid of the Dark, kind of like how we did as kids, and yeah, really yes. really explore it so that they can go to like more mature and different styles of horror when they're older. I wow. love it. Yeah. yeah, and it's on Amazon Prime, so they have access to it. Right. It's true. I think they're a little crazy out of order on Amazon. They are. I don't know who's But I mean, doing our that. friend is showing her daughter she, because of our like because of all the stuff we've talked about it. Yeah. She's showing her daughter Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like she's just introduced her. She's like 10. Right. Exactly. And and this so is So she's like at peak age and I was like, "Yes, teach her." Th- this is exactly what I'm catering to is like I I'm aware of all these uh, fellow millennials who are having children and families of their own and you know the few the the lucky ones who like still maintain these fond memories of the show they're passing it on to their children so i'm here to provide this book for them so that they can share those experiences with them and hopefully to cultivate something magical within them to continue the legacy on in some way who knows yes. i know yeah, our son uh, would love it yeah that yeah i know i i want to show him the show oh totally uh once he's a little older, I think it'd be a little intense for him now. He but. told me not right. Now. He told me not right now. Those were his words. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important too with the book. I mean, you know, like for us, it's an art book. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. to me it, in a lot of ways, it's a coffee table book, and I think that mm-hmm. in and of itself is a very '90s concept. But like, this is the type of thing that you could have out, you know, and and even someone who's never even heard of the show is going to flip through it and get brought in by the art. And I think. That's something totally. that's really powerful about it. Um, and like Brett said, you know, it's those triggering memories too. But I think just, you know, anybody really can appreciate the art and then dive deeper into, you know, the fun facts and the trivia and the episode guides and ranking. You know, there's so much more to it. Um, but yeah, I, I think the art is that key piece that's going to set it apart from, you know, really not only anything about Are You Afraid of the Dark, but anything you typically see in like an episode guide or, you know, those type yeah, of books. Yeah, it's more than just a out. fact you know, this book. Right. A next, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's almost like a marriage in between both of those books. You got, you know, the standard episode guide with just straight up facts, and then you got the coffee table book, which is all art. Mm-hmm. So it's like a hybrid in between. So it's really a, a unique item of its own that, you know, hopefully will gain the attention of those who are drawn to it, especially with the campfire on the cover. I mean, I feel like that's what drew me into the dark and storytelling and stuff as a kid is just being lured in by a campfire at night. So that's why it made it as the cover image. I love it. Thank you. So, yeah, man, it's it's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, we're 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 like super like excited (laughs) over here. (laughs) So, Brett, you've mentioned something called uh, the Are You Afraid of the Dark Army? Right. Are You Afraid of the Dark Army and its mission? So can you can you talk a little bit about the the Are You Afraid of the Dark Army? What's its mission? How it ties into this book? How it how it ties into the project? Uh, so basically, the Are You Afraid of the Dark Army is a group of diehard super fans uh, that got together um, with a main purpose to keep the flame of passion alive in all Are You Afraid of the Dark fans. And by doing this, we kind of assimilated to work on the book and maintain you know its vision of telling campfire stories with one another and making sure that we can pass on that that sense of camaraderie and creativity to younger generations to come. Um, And, you know, by making this book, hopefully that's a gateway to accomplishing that, uh, as well as some other plans we have to potentially uh, expand in other ways for Are You Afraid of the Dark without revealing too much. Right, right, yeah. We, we want to make sure exciting. we don't want to press anything that you know you're not ready to reveal. Or right, like maybe that. maybe next year we'll have some juicy details here. But for now, Woo-hoo. the book is the focus. No, it'd be great. Yeah. In true '90s fashion, you're making us wait. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you tell us anything about the type of content? I know we we talked about episode guide and art, the, the type of content that's actually in the book, and if there's you know anything extra that maybe you haven't talked about that's in there. You know, what what can you share? Um, I don't know if you want me to exhaust all the options, but we have uh, some other extras beyond the episode guides, such as like a timeline of Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, assembled assembled to the best of my ability, of course, using the show. Um, we also have a forward by DJ McHale himself, so that will definitely rope people in. Wow, yes. 
My jo- it, my jaw no, just dropped. That's such great to, to get his blessing. Yeah, I mean it's it's his brainchild. Oh. Yes, he he doesn't cool. officially endorse it because you know Nickelodeon Viacom stuff. I don't want to get sued by accident, but basically it's it's like you know they don't need to know, but I you get my stamp of approval. That's very no, cool that's, though. That, that is very and that's cool. so again you know I talk about this a lot with with Brooke about you know people that that create things that become popular mainstream and 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 have an impact on people Mm -hmm. i I think it's so wonderful that they're willing to to listen and say yeah absolutely you know i I think it's wonderful that something i did whether recently or years ago is something that's still special to you and you still cherish it and that and that they are willing to give that blessing it's very validating especially coming from him because i just emailed him out of the blue while i was working on the 91 episode illustration series back in 2017. And we kind of developed a, like a, I don't want to say father and son, but like I look up to him as like my, my master to the apprentice and he's given me a lot of wisdom along the way as well. So, and, and we also like grew up in Connecticut and we were both in the Boy Scouts and we were both in film school. So there's like a weird cosmic connection we have. Well, and that's great that he's, that makes me happy because when you are a fan of somebody you want them to also be a nice person, not just a nice creator, like not just a good creator, right. you know? So that like yeah. that warms my heart a little bit. <laughs> just that makes me so happy. I, I'm going to be honest. Wow. I believe I'm his protege and I'm I'm going to help, you know, take Are You Afraid of the Dark into the 2020s. Re- regardless of what Nickelodeon does, yeah. I'm ready to lead the charge. We're excited yes. to see We what ride at dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. So, um... And that kind of goes, and you mentioned 2017, so that's kind of leads to the next question. You know, how long has this been something that you guys, you know, Brett, I know you're spearheading this, JD, you're you're there as well, you know, as a part of it. How long has it has this been going on, the development of this? Uh, I would say, you, you know, three years for a simple answer, wow. but it's so much more than that. Um, you know, sure. it, it started with first drawing the images uh, early October, um, and it's just continuing now. So, yeah, it's it's been a very long journey, and it's it's kind of cool to see something that you started uh, end around the same time. And I don't want to say end like f- you know finish forever. Just like this is, this is a milestone. Now we're going to move on to something else after that. So, you know, I started the drawings back in October 2017, like at the very beginning, October 1st. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing a campaign for this uh, October 1st of this year. So it's like a full circle kind of feeling. Wow. Okay. So October, the campaign's going to begin. Yeah. And, can, and can you tell us anything about, you know, what people need to look for and how that's going to work or how that's going to, I guess, be rolled it out? It will be on Kickstarter. We will have links available. Um, you can, you'll be able to access the link in my bio and Instagram. Um, I will also, in honor of the Kickstarter, uh, along with my team, the Are You Afraid of the Dark Army, uh, we'll be hosting uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark watch party marathon all month. I will be showing like uh, a few of like my top 20, top 30 favorites that I'll be showing every single day until the final day of the campaign so that I can help generate hype and help people relive memories and direct them straight toward the book to back it so that you know, everything just kind of falls in place together. And that's going to be on your Brett Wilson art on Instagram, right? Brett Wilson art on Instagram. So he'll be doing that uh, in October. Start, is it starting October 1st? Correct. And it will end on the 31st. Okay. Excited. Halloween this year is going to be a main event because it's like the planets aligning. Like you guys started Halloween last year. You know, the, the book campaign finishes this year. And it's also like marks the day when Are You Fear of the Dark first aired. So... Yes, and it's a full moon on Halloween. It's so. like I'm going to summon the Titans like Hades, you know? <laughs> Literally. I mean, it's going to happen. So we're, I mean, we're here for it. <laughs> I, I think, too, just one more thing to mention about the book. And I know, sure. like Brett said, we don't necessarily want to, like, sh- share too much. Uh, right. But no, there are some pretty incredible interviews in the book. And I know that's one of those things that when I first connected with Brett and, and learned about the book and started, like, he already had some really impressive people that he had connected with and, and interviewed. And since then we've really, we've been really lucky um, and have gotten in touch with some other, you know, it's directors and cast members and, you know, people on the production side of it just across the board. And I, I think it's funny because 
you know, a lot of times now you'll see those, where are they now type of articles. <laughs> yeah. And with Are You Afraid of the Dark, it always seems like there are six or seven people where it's like, and they've never been seen since right. they did the show. Um, and and we were able to connect with some of those people wow, that, yes. that you know, really haven't been out there. So Yeah, I mean, a lot again, of these people you know, are exclusive to our book, so we're very fortunate and grateful yeah. that they yeah. were able to work with us uh, in securing those interviews. That's so cool. Yeah, that's what I'm excited yeah. about. Uh, and that's what we were talking a little bit about even again before we started recording. I was like, who have you talked to? And, you know, oh, no. Brett was kind of like, well, hold on a minute. And I was like, all right. You got to wait or else where's the hype going to go? It's right. true. You're exactly. right. You're right. Okay, so, Brett, what makes this like, I mean, this is obviously incredibly ambitious. This is a huge deal. And, you know, again, some people might ask, well, you know, he's a huge fan of the show. But what makes this project something credible? I mean, we talked about DJ McHale uh, giving it that foreword and that blessing. Is there anything else that you can share with us as far as like... Like this isn't just some, you know, piddly little fan operation on a on a, right. a, a little like web store. This is like... Yeah, I actually have a funny story about that. So uh, somewhere midway along my journey of the past three years, um, I was sharing some like teasers of the art online and uh, I happened to post a picture of Frank from the Midnight Society uh, just for the heck of it to see if I would get a reaction or some feedback or something like that. And um, it, out of the blue, when I checked my notifications, uh, you know, Jason Alisharan, who actually plays Frank on the show, he noticed my, my artwork and he's like, wow, that's really cool can I have a print of this? And I'm like, you sure can. So Thank oh you so God. much for noticing me. And like, here, here I am with my little, little like uh, recess backyard group of Are You Afraid of the Dark fans in the corner. Just right. like, oh, that's so cool. Can you show me this? How about that? And there's just like, you know, this is like a star just graces off us with his presence. And yes. while they're all fangirling, I'm just trying to keep a straight face and like, yes, I will get you a print right away. Anything for you, master. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am professional. I'm not freaking out at all. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. what was going through my head. So that's what I did. I set him up and sent him a print. And, you know, he said, this will make a perfect addition to my new house that I'm moving to. And Oh, that's that's. that's and I was just elated to know that, you know, I, I started with a creative block and I felt like my art wasn't good enough. When someone you admire growing up validates your art and says, wow, I love your work, you know, whether it's Jason or DJ or other people I've met along the way, that is a feeling you can never, ever replicate. It's just pure joy. And I'm so thankful that he was able to find my art and honor it in the way that he did. Yeah, that's that's just very moving. And I know. that's a great story. Wow. So, so what we're doing cool. here is we, serious. Yeah. This isn't just like we're we're doing everything we can as passionate fans to do something honorable for everyone involved with this show, no matter what side of the coin you are. And hopefully in doing so, the effort will pay off in some way. What way? We don't know, but we're going to throw it out into the world, see how they respond and that'll determine the course of our fate with what we have planned in the future. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that I think the journey itself. I know, you know, personally for you, Brett, and you know, JD, come, you know, being there as well. That's it's gotta have already paid some dividends for you guys personally. So yeah, yeah. If not financially, certainly gratification wise or like emotionally. Right. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Is you know, obviously Brett has that amazing example with Jason, and I think just anyone that we've been in contact with who's been a part of the show in any capacity has been so like excited and enthusiastic mm -hmm. once they've seen the project and they've really seen what we've put into it and, and what Brett has created, you know, it's like their response to me is a very affirming and validating thing. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, you know, this yeah. is something that in some capacity they worked on in real life, you know? And wow. I, I say in real life, obviously we're making the book in real life too, right. but, <laughs> but, but it's the thing. It's like, you know, they lived the show yeah. and, sure. and they're looking at it and they're saying, you know, wow, this is great. This is incredible. What you're doing is awesome. And I think that for me has been a super like, okay, we are headed in the right direction. You know, we are. Yes. Creating yeah. something. We are part like, of something like special. Brett said, that's, that's not just like, you know, a fan passion project. It is that, but it's, but it's also, you know, something with a lot of credibility to it, which has been really exciting to see that develop even just in the short amount of time that I've been working with Brett. 
And the Man. cool thing about Are You Afraid of the Dark is that and there no. aren't any. They're just there aren't just half fans. Like, no. you're you're 100% into the show or you either never watched it right. or just horror's not your thing. So anyone who buys into this project is going to be all in. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard not to imagine it being just honestly wildly successful because the fans that I've seen out there are like, are you afraid of the dark? Like they're yeah. just nuts. And you're talking to two it, fans that we, we're we are nuts. Yeah, we we're are those in. fans. We love it. <laughs> And I, I'm glad that your reaction to it validates what I'm doing. It just confirms that I'm on the nice. right path because I casually mention, oh, I'm working on a book on Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's some art in it too. You know, people's jaw usually drops and they're like, I need this. And it's I funny because um, I was going to say, when even when I was working in California, when I was like meeting DJ in person, um, my boss at the time, I didn't know this, but she was a big Are You Afraid of the Dark fan. And I, I told her oh, that wow. once the book's out, I'll have to get send her a copy. Um, so, uh, uh, Kate, if you're out there listening, hopefully you're <laughs> still being patient. I will get it to you. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, so let's look at the uh, the final analysis here. You know, we're, uh, we've been here for a while and... Um, we have shared a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I have a ton of questions and things. We could I, probably go for like yeah. another like hours. No, we, we totally could. I mean, I know I see some podcasts that are like three and four hours. I see now why. Yeah. 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 You know, yes. <laughs> we used to be like, what are you doing? And now we're like, okay, no, I get it. So final analysis here, a final word, you know, uh, we're here at the tape store and we're about to close it down. So, you know, from Brett and JD, like, you know, what, what's kind of a final thing you'd want to share with our listeners um, about you know what you guys are doing about this incredible project. Uh, I'll actually let JD go first, and then I'll share my thoughts. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think for me, you know, coming into even just Brett's book as a fan, um, you know, it's been a, a fun experience to be on the inside. But it's just that first reaction, like it, it's incredible. You know, seeing the art from Brett, you know, over these months and now as, as he's really refining it for final touches, seeing it on a daily basis, like it, it's crazy, you know, and, and you may have seen some of his, are you afraid of the dark art on his Instagram or just his art in general and, and that unique style we talked about, but I mean, it, his passion for the show shows through in the art. And I think, you know, just the little touches, you know, the interviews, the fun facts, the trivia, the the detailed episodes, description, you know, just everything that's in it is really just next level. Um, and I think, you know, obviously listening, you you can't see the book that Toby and Brooke got to see, but I mean, it's it's it is it's one of those things where it's a holy <laughs> no, yes. thing. And I think, yeah, you know, once the once the Kickstarter is live and people you know get to get on and and see some preview images and really see what it is you know I think it's something special that that this is going to be the type of thing you know that you have on your bookshelf for the long term that, that and it's not just going to sit on your shelf you know it's something you're going to pull out to flip through it's something that you know if you put on the tale of the dangerous soup like you're going to get it out and look at the art and and look at the you know the tidbits and and that sort of stuff from it because you know it it's it's an interactive thing it's a, it's a thing to help you connect with those things and and really an extension of the show and i think that's so important for me to really try to emphasize how much it is more than just your typical episode guide type of thing All yeah that. just a couple yeah. of things to add on uh, jd which i'm very thankful that he was a uh... Praising me of wild colors. Um, there's a, there's a reason why I put the ultimate into the title. I didn't just leave it as scary tales. Um, and I, I consider changing the title on many occasions throughout the journey. Cause I'm like, eh, does that sound a little bit too pretentious? Is this too long? It, would people even get it? But no, throughout the entire three year journey, I wanted to keep it as is because it perfectly exemplifies and explains what is inside. These are mm -hmm. scary tales. That was the original name of the show before it got greenlit as Are You Afraid of the Dark? So the book honors the past while moving into the future. And this is the best way to experience that. Yeah, I just I, did air, air fists, yeah. like air pumps, like while you were Brooks, saying that. Yeah. I was like, She's been doing that the whole show. <laughs> I know, I have. Like, you can't see I'm me. Sorry. And it's probably good because I'm like physically emoting how I feel. No, that's great. I want that kind of reaction from fans <laughs> because they get it. This is, I mean, 
it's it's kind of weird to say, but I feel like I am the ghost of Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know, like it's its body is under control of Nickelodeon. We won't go yeah. too much into that, but I feel like the spirit lived on in me somehow. It found me. It connected mm. me with all these wonderful people along the way. And it has a purpose that I couldn't even fully realize until now. I just follow it with my curiosity and magic happens. And I think that's important uh, to allow these passion projects to truly unfold in such a way so that it can create a whole new world of possibility, not just for the person creating it, but everyone who sees the potential and the love and the hard work put into it as well. Yes. Yeah, it's all about, and and we mentioned that, yeah. you know, some wh whether we're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark and, and the other things we've talked about, it, it's it's about, it, it was about keeping that magic alive, which which I think was, I was borderline depressed over, you know, I went <laughs> yeah. through, I was just like, Brooke, I just, nothing does it for me when I, you know, when I watch stuff today and I no, just, I don't feel that I want to do something. Yeah. I want to do something to or, get back or into rarely. That. Sorry. And rarely. this past, this past year with the podcast and not just doing the podcast, but this right here, meeting and making friends. Yeah. I mean, around our proverbial campfire yeah. right now. And like, yeah. And realizing that, you know, we're not alone. There's so many other people that are like, yeah, we want to keep this thing mm -hmm. going. So it's just awesome. So, and again, thank you so much for, you know, tapping us to be a, a, a place where you guys would sit down and talk to oh us about gosh, it. Oh my gosh, thank you. And yes. um, is there anything else as far as like, you know, if people hear this and they're like, okay, where do I go? You know, who do I need to go see about, you know, or How where do I follow these updates? Yeah, where are you guys going to be next? Yeah. Mainly Instagram and Kickstarter um, for now for the book. Um, so um, yeah, we'll be keeping that going throughout the Kickstarter campaign the entire month of October. And then depending on you know, whether this book succeeds or not, we will have a dedicated space to not only, you know, get the book if you, in case you happen to miss it for whatever reason, which I hope you don't because, you know, a lot of fans have been starving for this for a long time, but we'll, we'll have a dedicated space where this book will be available after the campaign in addition to uh, other, other types of, I don't say merchandise, but like things made especially for the fans to kind of build the camaraderie, to make it our own special space. Very much like how the Midnight Society had their own special space when they told stories yeah. every Saturday night. So yeah. we're Love here it. for you, Toby and Brooke. We're here for the fans. We're here for the cast and the crew. We're going to let this live on. And I will just close with my chant that DJ passed on to me in this book by raising my fist in the air, Forever Dark. Yes. yes, forever, forever dark. dark. Yeah. Well, this has just I have been chills. Yeah, this has just been incredible. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Yeah. You know, um, we've we've all had conversations and and but this is the first time we've really sat down and spent some time together. It certainly doesn't need to be the last. No. No. no yeah. E even it's just to, even if it's just to sit around and just talk, you know, talk shop about the nineties. We just it, need an Are You Afraid celebrate. of the Dark con and just a big bonfire. And we can right. Well, you know, if, it. if I get enough money, I can make that happen. <laughs> Listen, yeah. listen, yeah. we would be there. Babysitter, yeah. done. Awesome. There. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, for, for sitting down and spending your time with us. And, you know, just again, you know, to, to Brett and JD, you guys have, have you know, you guys have followed our, our, our show and, and just to, and, and we, we follow you guys. You guys are both always so supportive and yeah. kind and just lovely to correspond with. And we couldn't imagine this experience without you guys yeah so to be able to sit down with you guys i just want you to know it's just it's it's been really exciting and and just a, a great experience and you know we definitely want to do it again so yeah it's wonderful uh, Thank absolutely you. yeah so, so brett yeah. wilson brett wilson art jd uh it's uh you have a interesting uh i think instagram handle it's not necessarily i can say brett wilson art but if anybody wants to you know see what you're up to is is there a way to do that um, I mean, honestly, I'm a lot more active on Twitter um, than I am okay. on Instagram, yes. which is just at JD Gravit. Um, I think my Instagram is at JD Grav, just G-R-A-V, the first part of my last name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, I on Instagram, it's more a lot about like following and, and boosting and stuff, where on Twitter, it's, it's more posting. I mean, I do a lot of boosting yeah. on there too, but it's more posting. 
you know, my yeah, own I stuff see, too. I see. I run our in, I run our social media for the most part. Not all, not not primarily, but for the most part. So I always see JD more active on Twitter yeah. than yeah. Instagram. So yeah. definitely follow him on Twitter though, because he pubs a lot of really cool podcasts and a lot of really cool information. Yeah, yeah. Um, and gets into some really cool dialogue. So definitely follow him, and obviously uh, follow Brett Wilson Art because. Yes amazing art but also you can see the kind of cool things that he comments on and and um things that he thinks of it's just you're gonna have a good time guaranteed following both of these awesome guys yeah and he also you know brett i know you get uh you you guest on other podcasts as well orange couch podcast and stuff so you know follow brett around and and also you know the podcast that he's on so the book is scary tales the ultimate right? that that's yeah. the short title the full title yeah. is scary tales the ultimate unofficial guide to are you afraid of the dark gotcha yeah. and that's uh and we are with brett wilson and jd gravatt and it has been an excellent excellent time here at the tape store but we're going to close it down and we will see you guys next week with more 80s and 90s nostalgia thank you so much brett thank you so much jd guys thank you for hanging with us thank you for giving us your time And that goes for you guys. It also goes for our listeners. We will see you all next Thursday. Take care, everyone. Forever dark. Forever dark. Forever dark. Forever dark.